wonderful it is to enter into prayer, to take refuge. The moment we just close our eyes, bow our heads, turn within, and you don't have to do any of those things to turn within. They're just gestures to help you turn within. The moment we do that, we're entering into a possibility, a possibility that there is a presence, a greater power than our own thinking. And the reason prayer is a refuge is it, it immediately, when we enter into true prayer, we're already letting go of our thoughts uh, running the whole show. And we begin this amazing, amazing thing. And it, it's, it's listening. We begin to listen. And sometimes when we enter into prayer, the first thing we're listening to is astonishing. It's quiet. We get to feel a, an emptiness, a quietude. And there's a calm that can happen from that, a relaxation. And a presence. So I bless you, I bless me as we enter into prayer for this episode of Prayer on the Air. It is from this receptive state that I accept something magnificent is occurring, occurring, occurring. And what is occurring is prayerfulness. It, when we enter into prayer, we are operating already differently than when we move through the world caught in, you know, the illusion that we are separate and apart from what sources our well-being or the well-being of another. So I accept I am, you are, we are already growing even more receptive, receptive to love, receptive to beauty, receptive to joy. These qualities of God, receptive to God. I know that's a loaded word for really most all of us at times. But when I say God, I mean that which is the mystery of the infinite love that is. So declaring this episode blessed, I accept that that which is to be said is said. What is to be heard is heard. What is to be released is released. And that which is to be embraced is embraced. Amen. 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 So that is our opening prayer for this episode of Prayer on the Air. I welcome you to Prayer on the Air. I consider us a global prayer without ceasing community in which we support one another through prayer in growing in a perception of wholeness that heals. You know, fear tells us something is missing and love tells us that what we truly want we actually already have. We already are. So through prayer, we are surrendering to this, you know, relieving and very good news. Uh, my name is Angela Montano. You can go to AngelaMontano.com, my website, and sign up to attend the podcast live. This happens every Monday, uh, almost every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And this is a, a podcast in which we listen to one another, we hear what's going on, what the issue is, and then I share some spiritual insights 
And then I facilitate a prayer in which we all participate in and we experience the prayer not only for the person we're praying for, but we, we experience it really as a prayer for ourselves as well. And we, we open to, you know, relaxing this construct that, you know, I'm separate from you, that's going on over there, this is what's going on here. And we allow for a kind of holding one another. We're, we're holding one another. Like whatever is going on here for me, you know, I'm going to have all kinds of reactions to. But you might not have so many reactions to what's going on for me. And you might be able to presence love for me, whereas I'm like caught in, in fear or doubt or worry. So that's what we're doing for one another when we pray. Um, you can listen to this podcast uh, on all different kinds of streaming services, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. And just to be really clear, we're not a group from any particular religion. You know, we're Jewish and Christian and Muslim. We're uh, spiritual but not religious. We're atheists. And so the prayer we do is is quite utterly inclusive. So I hope that explains a bit and just listen and be present and 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 just see see what happens for you as we continue on so the first thing we do is we take a prayer request so anyone who feels called to uh, uh, have the experience of prayer you can raise your hand and or write your request in the chat and I see Eileen has got her hand up. Hi, Eileen. Good morning. And good. I should probably just leave off the go. good. I'm sort of stuck. I, I'm in not a good place. And I just found out I have a temperature and I've been in and out of the bathroom. So I don't think I feel well. And um, I was on a prayer call, a group call 615 and was so distracted and just, you know, knowing that I should just relax and lean into God's goodness, but I'm sort of not feeling it. And then I feel guilty that I can't get it right. So then I tried my own private prayer after that, and that wasn't any good. And so then I just went on Facebook and just scrolled through just to, I don't want to go to prayer if I can't do it right. So I'm stuck. All right. So tell me what you, and just the first thing that comes to you right now, um, like, what are you afraid of, Eileen? That I'll be a critical person all my life. A big critic. Of self and others. Mm. Oh, that's what you're afraid of. So just be with that. just let's 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 just consider could we love that critic like 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 the one that is critical what is he she it you know seeking to give you do you think in your life what what how is that critical one you know necessary in order to manage things or protect you like you know, one of the things I think about when I criticize people that are behaving badly, they're going to hurt me. So my them is protection a bit. Yeah. So, so could we just have some compassion for the critical one who feels he, she, it needs to protect you? What's happening? 
I don't have compassion. Okay. Okay. So good to know. 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 Yeah, that critical one working so hard, so hard to protect you, so hard. Let me ask you this, Eileen. Do you have any sense of the age? Like if you saw that critical one, how old is he, she, it? How old? You know, when I get this way, I think of a part of me that's a, a 12-year-old girl that's just pretty much pissed at everybody. Okay, she's 12. Yeah. She's 12. Could we have some compassion? For a 12-year-old who's pissed at everybody? If you met a 12-year-old who was pissed at everybody? Yes, and I criticized them. <laughs> <laughs> but just with us, with us, all of us being together right now, like just see, just, just this is a new moment and we're not forcing anything. If it's not there, it's not there. You know, the last thing we want to do in any kind of prayerful inquiry is be dishonest <laughs> you know so just 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 as you think about like a 12 year old girl pissed at everyone could you imagine having any compassion for any 12 year old girl anywhere pissed at everyone like if it wasn't you or no if it wasn't me i think they just need to be loved yeah. She just need to be loved. They just need to be loved. They just need to be loved. So somewhere within you is some kind of thought or awareness or wisdom that love may be what the, the, the critic needs. You know? So that I feel like is our prayer, you know? And isn't it, you know, I'm, you know, that, you know, I can't go to prayer if I'm not doing it right. You know, that, you know, I think what happens is we form this very rigid, many of us form this very rigid idea of right and wrong in order to keep us safe. You know, I'm going to do the right thing all the time in order to get the right things or be okay and on and on, right? So... That's a, and then as we grow spiritually and we want to relax that sense of right and wrong, as Rumi says, beyond right and wrong, there's a field, I will meet you there. It can be very threatening to give up a structure, a dogmatic structure. You know, that letting go of that dogmatic structure, you know, the righteousness of let me tell you I know what misbehaving is I've got the skinny on that you know I am the reality check for what is misbehaving right and so we we are you know we dig our heels in because please don't take my right and wrong away from me because if I have my right and wrong my should and shouldn't gone it's gonna be chaos Now, as we enter deeper into our, our true nature, your true nature, Eileen, what we discover, and, and you, you, you know, do not take my word for it. It's your journey. You have to test it out for yourself. But, but what you might discover is in that liberation, in that freedom, all there is is compassion. All there is, is mercy, grace. Everyone doing the best they can. N no one really misbehaving. Given what a person is thinking and believing, you know, you know, everybody's behaving according to the construct of their you know, of their beliefs. And so really, you know, 
you know, the the work here today, the the prayer space we're holding you in, is just let us have compassion for that twelve year old who's pissed at everyone. You don't even try it. Like let us take that from you today. Let everyone who's listening, and everyone listening, you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have some love for this inner 12 year old of Eileen we're going to do that for her you know I'm thinking of that song he's my brother he's not heavy you know this 12 year old is she's our sister she's not heavy this 12 year old okay and your job Eileen is just to be open be open to receive you know and be open to your resistance. Maybe you don't feel receptive. Just be open to whatever is occurring. Okay? Ah, so let us, let us, let us, let us pray. You know, we have men and women who listen to prayer on the air. The majority of us listening in the 52 countries in which we gather together to be prayerful. You know, most of us are women. It's about, I don't know, I can't remember the last statistics I looked at, but at least 75% of us. And I know for many of us, if not all of us, you know, we were we were raised with, you know, behave, behave. And this is the good behavior and this is the bad behavior. So... As we pray for Eileen, we have to have a lot of compassion for ourselves, you know, about that righteous behavior, misbehaving, you know. Um, I'm thinking of that, you know, quote, I can't remember who said it, but, you know, um, well-behaved women don't make history, something like that. Uh, I don't think that was Eleanor Roosevelt, but um, somebody said that. So, you know, as we pray this prayer, and hold love for this 12-year-old. You know, there's going to be the one in us. That 12-year-old should be behaving like we were told to behave at 12. And so we get to be radical lovers, radical lovers, radical lovers of the 12-year-old within Eileen, the 12-year-old within us that, you know, might be pissed off. So love is the answer. So... I just know here and now that within me, within you, within all of us is love that triumphs, that is victorious, that is all-inclusive. And it doesn't discern what deserves the love, what doesn't. It isn't conditioned. It is not conditional. It is unconditioned. The unconditioned presence of the love that I am, the love that you are. Let us surround Eileen her 12-year-old, that beautiful, beautiful, beautiful critic. And just love this protector, this critic. I'm getting something like, I, I don't even want to call her a critic, but she's one who's used discernment to the best of her ability to keep Eileen safe. And we're just empowering that one with love. And if she didn't have to do that, if this 12-year-old didn't have to work so hard, I wonder what she would like to do. I wonder what this 12-year-old would like to do. I'm declaring on the deepest level that Eileen is safe. And I'm just opening my heart, my mind. I'm inviting Eileen to open to she might not need the protection that is thought to be needed. Like, like what if it's already done? So just opening to that ever so gently and blessing Eileen in self-compassion holding her in compassion as we lift her in compassion. I let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you. You are so welcome.
So, Mary Catherine, thank you. You have a prayer request for my colleagues at work. That's a beautiful request, to pray for our colleagues at work. So often we're trying to please our colleagues at work or we're, you know, you know, we're in so many different relationships to our colleagues at work. And I, I, I wonder, it feels like a new idea to me to actually pray for our colleagues at work. Are they doing their job? Are they not doing their job? Are they doing job well? Not. But to have a recognition of a colleague, you know, as a fellow human being, we show up at work in our various roles. You know, we put that, you know, we're willing to be in that position, contributing to society, to contributing to community. And yet, who knows what's really going on within our colleagues at work. So this is a beautiful prayer request, Mary Catherine, and one that uh, anybody who has ever worked, even if you're no longer working, you know, recalling your colleagues at work. And specifically, we are holding in prayer Mary Catherine's colleagues at work. First thing I want to guide us to as we begin is just how fun it is. It's really fun to pray for people you don't know. Because the nature of love that you are, that I am, it loves to extend and it loves to expand. And this is our opportunity in a way to really experience our non-local nature, right? Most of us confine ourselves to where our body temple is like I'm here and I'm not there and yet through prayer we can travel anywhere and everywhere anywhere and everywhere so we're traveling if you will to these colleagues at work where Mary Catherine works and we're getting this delicious opportunity to presence love, to perceive a wholeness, to love them, to care about whatever is going on for them, and to lift them in prayer, to lift them in prayer. We come together in prayer on behalf of Mary Catherine's colleagues to be aware of their infinite nature, that they are birthless and deathless, that they are well-sourced and well-supplied that God is loving them just the way they are. Not a hair on their head needs to be repositioned. And the shirt doesn't have to be straightened up. The posture doesn't have to be changed. The tone of voice doesn't have to be corrected. They are la 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 lovable. And we're here to witness that. And it, in some ways, I feel this, these kind of prayers when I do it, I feel like I'm almost like blowing kisses. Mwah, 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 mwah. Like just loving up these colleagues at work. And as we do this, we just swoop Mary Catherine up and we love her up in them, in this prayer. She doesn't have to change a hair on her head. She doesn't have to straighten up her shirt. She doesn't have to correct her posture. She is unconditionally loved, and she is the unconditional love. So I'm knowing for Mary Catherine just a deep folding in to the love, folding into God, and letting God carry and express whatever the task at hand is, whatever the work is. That care that that Mary Catherine of her own self is not the doer, nor is any colleague. We're holding the space in this work environment that they're being done. It's doing them. It's doing them. Grace is doing them. Prosperity is doing them. Kindness is doing them. The healing arts is doing them. Peace is doing them. Prosperity, abundance is doing them. 
miracles is doing them. They are but the beholder of what the light is being and doing as them. I'm also getting the sense as I pray of like a cleansing, like beneath the space that they work. You know, I'm seeing this like a big white sheet. And I'm seeing four corners being held. And I'm just seeing this big white sheet like, I don't know, eight feet under the ground. And I'm just seeing it lift up through the whole work environment. Every corner, every cranny that is moving up through the earth, up through the foundation of the space, you know, up through the floor, you know, the first foot, the second foot, the third foot, the fourth foot, the fifth foot, the sixth foot, up, up, the seventh foot, and it's just any energy that's ready to go, any residue of any energy that just wants to be cleared out, going up the fourth and the fifth foot, and just whatever deposits, like the white sheet is just just bringing them through, just capturing it, the fifth feet, the sixth feet, the seventh foot, the eighth foot, the ninth foot, the tenth foot, the eleventh foot, the twelfth foot, up, I don't know how many stories the building is, but up all the way, all the way, all the way up to where it's now above the building. And I'm seeing a golden thread and I'm seeing a green sparkling thread just tie up this sheet like a knapsack. And I'm just seeing it go up, up, up into the atmosphere, into the cosmos. And just going so far out that all that energy is renewed. It's all just energy. And it's recycled into what it's always already been, which is love. I claim an amazing clearing in this work environment. A sparkling aliveness and newness. As I accept this for Mary Catherine, her colleagues, her work environment, I accept it it for your work environment, for your colleagues, for your home, for my home, for our homes, for all the places that we frequent, be it a restaurant. I'm calling forth this newness, this aliveness, this fresh start. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I let go. I accept it is done. So be it. And so it is. Amen. 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 So Ruby has got a request for us. Good morning, dear Angela and prayer team. That's you. Thank you for your beautiful prayers. Will you please pray for immediate divine right employment with ease and grace for me? <coughs> Excuse me, everyone. Continue, continued faith, trust, courage, patience, divine right action, a miracle. Thank you, thank you very much, Ruby. So our request is immediate divine right employment with ease and grace for Ruby. So this is a really fun one too. So immediate. Immediate means now, right now. Immediate, right now. Instant. Prompt. Swift. Speedy. Rapid. Quick. Sudden. Hasty. Overnight. Those are some of the synonyms. Occurring or done at once. Instant. So, you know, it's like, well, how do we do that? Like, you know, are we magicians? Like, how do we 
claim this. So the best way to approach this prayer from my perspective is to really realize the construct of time and space is not, well, it's a construct, I just said that, but we want to soften our view of time and space. We want to realize the immediacy, like immediacy is a consciousness. It's in metaphysics, it's referred to often as like already done, already done. We move into it is already done. I, I read some material once written by some, you know, a mystic, and I remember a passage, the finished kingdom consciousness. So our job in fulfilling Ruby's request is, is how do you and I, and Ruby for you too, how do we connect to the already doneness, the immediacy of it? You know, it's as good as done. It is already done beyond time and space. And that really requires some growth for most of us. That requires some spiritual growth. I remember once when I started out in this profession, I may have told this story before, but I had had a part-time job working for a boyfriend, uh, uh, and we broke up and I left the job. <laughs> and so I only had this, my, my practice at the time was only like four months old and I only had this practice. And so I was thinking, you know, in order to make it, I would have to get another part-time job. It made a lot of sense to me. But I kept getting in my meditation and my prayer at the time, this guidance, just see me, just see me. Like the universe was saying, just see me, just witness me, just witness the wholeness, the completeness that is everywhere. Just, just bear witness, just witness. And I could do that, but I kept saying, you know, God is everywhere present all the time. Like I, I, I had a capacity, knock on wood at that time to, you know, allow that state of consciousness to some degree. But I kept saying, okay, just see, okay, that's good. Just see me, just witness the oneness, the isness, the allness of God. That's a beautiful contemplative practice. But I've got to do that and get a part-time job, right? And, you know, I, I'd been pretty, I've worked since I was 14. You know, I'm, I, I just couldn't understand how I, you know, I had certain bills that were due at the end of the month. But to the best of my ability, I thought I was still getting just see me. No, don't look for a part-time job. Just keep your mind stayed on the presence. And I thought for sure, or not for sure, but I thought there was a great possibility I was sort of going crazy, like getting very ungrounded. Maybe I had taken my spiritual studies too far and becoming untethered. But for whatever reason, I, I decided I was going to take this guidance as like, I think I was really, I have to trust myself, trust this guidance. And I kept, you know, getting it. And it was very scary, very, very scary. I was in so much mental anguish, so much worry. And at the time, I did house calls as a spiritual practitioner, kind of like a massage therapist would do. And I, I didn't have an office, so I would drive around, meet in people's homes. And I just didn't have enough clients to make my monthly nut, you know, my monthly expenses. And I was living very, very frugally. Um, so I went to this one client. I did the session. I'm about to say goodbye. And they said, you know, Angela, I'm so curious. What is it you're working on in your like spiritual path and walk? And I don't know why this came out of my mouth, but I said to them, I'm working on why do I think I have to be perfect? And I didn't even know that's what I was working on. 
like it was news to me. I one time read in a horoscope, I'm a Gemini. Geminis don't know what they think till they hear themselves say it. <laughs> so it was like, I didn't even know that till I said it out loud. And they said, well, why do you think you have to be perfect? And again, to my surprise, I said something I didn't even know I thought, which I said, well, I think if I'm not perfect, there's no one I could ask for help from. And then I actually, this just one tear, wallop of a tear fell down my cheek. I was like, I guess my client was helping me get in touch with myself. And they said to me, strangely, do you need financial help at this time? And my face turned bright red. I felt so like found out so ashamed you know what were my clothes what did I look like that would give this person this impression and I my mouth just I was wide and I said well actually I do and they said you know I would like to pay you five thousand dollars for this session and then stunningly almost spit on them saying, no, no, like I I couldn't get my no out fast enough, which is so interesting, isn't it? Like if you, if like the week before, if you told me anybody offered me money, I would have told you, I would have said, thank you, thank you, thank you. I really thought I was receptive, but I really was not you know, because I I had pride and whatever, you know, I was just ashamed. And then they said, well, would you let me pay you $2,500 for this session? And then I was able to relax a bit. And somehow humbly, and I don't know how it happened, but I was able to say yes, thank you. And that $2,500 was enough to get me through that month and by the next month I had enough clients that I was able to live this very 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 frugal life I lived and then it, it built from there so Ruby beloved you know what's so interesting as I share this story Even though I had all those feelings when I had that interaction with that client, the night before, I had a feeling everything was going to be okay. I had that it's all going to be okay. Before, I'd had feelings like my car is going to get repossessed, Uh, eviction. Um, I was just imagining my mind, fear-based thinking was just offering up all kinds of bad outcomes. And when I had that wonderful sense that everything's going to be okay, it's already done, I knew it wasn't going to be the car repossessed. It's not like it's already done and I have no car. It was like, I'm going to be well supplied. It's done. And it, it was a, it somehow, it was faith. And when I was cultivating this faith, Again, this is going to make me sound a little crazy, but I felt like the only way I knew how to describe the shift in consciousness happening is I felt like there were little, like, repair persons in my head rewiring my thinking to make me available to the grace of the universe. So, Ruby, as we pray for you, what we want you to be really receptive to is a shift in your consciousness where it is already done and 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 the you know you know it really is an inside job i know it feels like that job that employment that paycheck is the answer but from a metaphysical mystical point of view that the, the the main event is very much what you're writing about Ruby which is your faith your trust your courage your patience you know and you are a miracle so those are some things I want to share with you Ruby and all of us as we uh, call forth yes divine right employment 
where we, yes, have a consciousness of immediacy. It is already done. The finished kingdom consciousness for Ruby in the here and in the now. So let us I'm so grateful, Ruby. I'm so grateful that we have this opportunity to be aware of divine right employment right where you are, but not looking at it as an outer thing that needs to happen so you're sourced from the outside in. No, we're knowing right now that as a presence and as the power and presence of the divine that you are, that you are wonderfully and marvelously made, Ruby, and you are already employed by God. You are already employed by love. You are already employed by prosperity. You are already employed by divine fulfilling work. You're already employed. You're employed to blink your eyes right now. You're employed to breathe. You're employed to let this prayer enter into every cell of your body temple, your ith your etheric body, your mental body, your emotional body, you're employed in the here and now. Divine right employment is occurring. You are employed immediately. Divine right employment is happening. I'm divinely rightly employed. Each of us um, uh, praying for Ruby right now, we are all divinely employed. It is impossible to not be divinely employed. I honor the employment happening in, through, and as Ruby. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I celebrate this employment. I am knowing that the I am presence, the deep I am of Ruby is sourced. It's, it is source and it's sourcing herself. It's sourcing itself as her. I honor divine source sourcing itself in, through, and as Ruby supplying herself infinite supply she is supplied and sourced that inner source that inner supply is expressing itself as perhaps a chair ruby that you're sitting on right now your source that source of the chair it's happening perhaps you're clothed you're sourced you're 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 clothed you are sourced Perhaps you have water to drink today. You are sourced. Look for all the ways you are sourced and supplied. And see the generosity ever flowing in through and as your life. Trust, faith, divine right action is the order of the day. What a joy it is to bear witness to reality unfolding. Not missing anything. Ruby's not missing anything. Nothing's missing here. Divine right action, divine right outcome, divine right employment. It's all happening. Ruby is allowing and letting the miracle unfold as she is the miracle as well. I say thank you, thank you, thank you. I let go. I let God. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. As we all pray, you know, I hope you notice something I'm noticing. You know, the words of the prayer are really just the pointers. You know, they point to something we can't really say in words. You know, they say like the, the, you know, the finger points to the moon, but is not the moon. The words of the prayer point to the consciousness. And then you and I become the embodiment of the consciousness. We allow the, the, like if I was pointing at the moon, you'd look at where I was pointing. Oh my God. Yes. What a wonderful moon. It's like the words of the prayer point. It's like, oh my God. Right. Yes. Define right employment. Ruby. Yeah. So that, that always is a leap we take for ourselves. No words really <clears throat> do that for us, but the words point. Right. Ah, so... Ah. ah, hallelujah. Thank you so very much for your lovely share and prayer. Someone writes in, 
Uh, Jill says, the door to your office is opened uh, just as you were speaking of the shift in consciousness. That's beautiful. Uh, we were supposed to have like this huge tropical storm here. Like we were all preparing in the little area where I live in Los Angeles. And it was just the most beautiful day here of constant rain. And it feels very fresh. And it, this beautiful, fresh air is coming in. So I'm grateful for that. Interesting that that door opened at that time. Um, and so our next prayer request is, let me see, we've got a lot here, let's see, um, Diane, hi Angela, I am feeling fearful of the climate change situation and the severe weather and wildfires that are, are occurring, would love a prayer. Hmm, this is interesting. You know, the subject of climate change really brings forth in the macro what a lot of us feel, you know, in the micro. So it brings forward for us on a collective in a collective way, what a lot of us feel personally, which is it often brings forth a sense of, like Diane, you're sharing with us, a sense of fear and overwhelm, helplessness. You know, what can I do? You know, something will happen that I can't control. I can't make a big enough difference to make it better. You know, you know, and then, you know, we hear of the news, the severe weather, the wildflowers, fires, funny I said flowers. Um, you know, I think of, you know, all that's happening in Maui at this point. And when I'm offered this prayer request, which does come from time to time. I, I think I say different things every time. You know, I think it kind of enters into me in a different way at a different time. And I want to encourage all of us in our prayer practices, let that be okay. Let that be okay. Let that be okay. I'm not saying there's a right way to do it. There's a not a wrong way. This is for you, Eileen. There's not a right or a wrong way to pray. We just, we enter into prayer wherever, however we can. My way of entering into this prayer request may or may not work for you, you know, so, so we go there. But this, this is what's, how it's coming to me at this time, is for me, you know, I feel a, a pull, uh, you know, to the statement. It, it helps me sometimes, I'll say, it sounds very childlike, but God is large and in charge. God is large and in charge. There's an infinite intelligence, an infinite love that is large and in charge. And this presence, this power, sees around the corners. It is not bound to some of the limitations. I, in a not fully awakened state, bind myself to, right? That's why I am susceptible to fear, right? I'm not living in complete faith and trust. So I feel the first thing is to really place in my heart and mind God is large and in charge. The second thing I think is that when we see this, the severe weather reports and the tragedies that occur, I really, really love, I don't think it can be said too much or repeated, uh, Mr. Rogers' advice, you know, look for the helpers. So look for the helpers that occur. You know, we also had an earthquake here yesterday. It was very, very small. And I was on a Zoom call with my father and my 
brother-in-law, my sister, my husband, we do a Zoom call every Sunday at 3.30. And we were just talking about earthquakes, the various earthquakes we'd been in. My sister was in one in San Francisco that was a pretty big one. I'd been, my husband and I, in the 1994 one. And my husband was really in the epicenter of one in 1994. And he started talking about, like, how everyone became so loving in his apartment complex how helpful, how all these neighbors who didn't get to know each other got to know each other. So we also want to be awake for those silver linings that really do occur and bless those in these tragedies, severe weather. And it also calls us to grief, you know, um, to you know, think about, I think, the, 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 the loved ones who've made their transitions in Maui. I think the well, last I read was 114. I don't know if that's gone up. And to be present to the beloveds that have made their transition to the next greater yet to be of their own expression and to those who are grieving it's, it's not really the loss of those beings because they are eternal, but it's the loss of the relationship as it was known. It's the loss of that voice, that physical body, that, you know, it just sometimes, I know when my mother passed, it was like, even though I didn't know, see her every day, we lived 3,000 miles away and apart from one another. It's just like, I just knew that body was at this geographical location and I counted on that for my whole life. Who am I going to be without that orientation? So a lot of what happens in, in, in grief is, is a tremendous amount of disorientation, reorientating. And we've got to reorientate reorient to the love to the eternal love that is to a non-physical relationship with the love of that human the 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 consciousness of wholeness so as we do a prayer like this it really takes us into so many regions of our being so at first i talk about like God is large and in charge. That sounds like, yeah, let's, we're off the hook, right? God is large and in charge. Number two, I talk about things that are uplifting to us. Look for the helpers, you know, look for the good that we can see occurring and, and gain strength from that. Then the third thing, ow, it hurts a little more to like be present to the grief for many of us. We've got to drop deep in our own capacity for compassion and then the fourth thing I want to say is we, we speak a prayer of use me. You know, how do I, how can I be of service to Mother Earth in, in this? So it feels like what's coming forth for me as we pray is almost like a, it feels like a, like a four-point prayer, you know. And let's just see what happens as we open to this in prayer. So, you know, I just first say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, God, for being God. Thank you, love, for being love. Thank you, intelligence, for being intelligent. Thank you, love, intelligence, for being everywhere present. And it's so tempting to say, well, you know, where this pollution is or where these, you know, you know, greenhouse, ga greenhouse gases are, you know, I don't see God there, but we're here to see God is everywhere present all the time. There is not a spot where God is not. I claim I am, you are, we are powerful enough to witness the presence of balance, the presence of health, the presence of well-being in relationship to planet Earth and its, its inhabitants, earthlings. Sometimes I think we have assumed we're egos, but we're earthlings. There's earth and earthlings. I claim divine right relationship between earth and its earthlings. I claim I am, you are, we are as earthlings. 
encoded with the intelligence of harmonious living on this beautiful, beautiful planet we call Earth. I am knowing awakening. I'm knowing divine right action. I feel like, yes, and even divine employment, that we're employed as earthlings to be in right relationship to Earth. I'm knowing ease and grace in this, and I'm blessing the climate change on the planet. I am affirming miracles, innovation. I'm affirming possibility. I'm affirming any place we need a course correction that we just correct the course. Just like a word, we might be, you know, writing on a word document. Oh, that's misspelled. We just go back and we spell it correctly. Oh, and there's spell check and now it's correct. I'm knowing ease and grace in correction. I offer overwhelm, powerlessness, our sense of fear and fatigue to the Holy Spirit, that it may be renewed energetically, just like we renewed all the energy in Mary Catherine's workplace. Might we, in our attitude about this, be renewed? And I just complete this prayer with, use me, God, use me, God. It feels so good to be useful, to be helpful, to be part of the solution. I, I offer my life to that. I claim I am, you are, we are, enough to be visionaries, really holding the space for earthlings upon earth in divine harmony, love and light. I let it be. It's already happening. It's already happening. It's already happening. We judge not by appearances. We go deep in, deep within. I let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 So what a joy it is to be together for our hour of prayer power. Um, for all the prayer requests that we uh, didn't, I didn't speak to out loud, please know that they are included in this prayer circle and uh, we include uh, Stephanie and her husband Don and relationship with Elizabeth and her siblings mm. we just bless everyone Knowing all is well where you are on the deepest level. It's so easy, I know, to find fault, isn't it? Oh, this shouldn't be, and this is, this isn't, and it should be. So I claim praise. I claim praise that we might just love the one that finds the fault. Love the one that finds all the fault. And see if we can look with the deeper eyes, the deeper eyes of worship, the deeper eyes of praise, one in us willing to praise and worship ourselves just as we are. You know, we're all on the potter's wheel, perhaps. We're all a work in progress. You know, you know, when it comes to humanity, we might say, bless the mess, you know. And yet, within the mess is miracles. So I bless us all in an eye toward the miraculous. I bless this week for you very deeply, very personally, this week for me. For all those whom I love and hold near and dear. For all those who I work for to be aware of the wholeness I bless you and those you hold near and dear, those you work with and for. And play, might we play and laugh and be light in this joyous week. Might we lighten up, lighten up. Might we hold life ever so lightly. Perhaps you're like me and you take things super seriously sometimes that don't need to be taken seriously. Maybe nothing does. So might we know a lightness of being. So this is the prayer I offer the universe in faith that the universe is responsive, friendly, and unfailing. Unfailing, responding to the living word of prayer, which is what we are participating in together. 
So in gratitude and thanksgiving, I let go, I let God. I say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you. And feel free to unmute and if you'd like. Thank you. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Angela. Love to you all. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. Thank you. God bless you. It was you. a wonderful week. Yes, thank you, Elizabeth. Yes. It was wonderful. Thank you. Mm -hmm.